And we are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pounds of podcast land. And welcome to another episode of Furusato, a Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. I am your storyteller for this game, Mikey. You could follow me on my social medias at PopCultureGeek. Specifically, come check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Or you can follow all of us here at the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions at the same social media sites. Make sure to give us a look and follow to stay up to date with everything we got going on here at the Vibe Tribe, which is a lot currently. Seven actual play podcasts, three regular podcasts for a total of 10. So there's something for everyone. So make sure to give us a like, subscribe, and check us out. But of course, I cannot do any of this alone. So that is why I have my amazing cast of players with me tonight. So we're going to go around and do some introductions. They're going to give a little spiel of who they are, where you can find them, any projects they got going on, and who they will be playing tonight. Mas and konnichiwa. I am Adolfo the Nerdy, Nerdy Puerto Rican. You can find me on Instagram at the Nerdy Puerto Rican. You can also find me on the TikToks at the Nerdy Puerto Rican. I also do have a podcast called the Nerdy Puerto Ricas, which is available where ever all podcasts are available and here on the dnd vibe tribe i also am playing in two other dnd vibe tribe game first one being friday night fights and the second one being the academy game but here uh, on furisato i play shodai Toketsukaz. friends uh oh I'm Chris, also known as Riku. You can catch me on all of the social media as either Pupriku or Papiriku. You'll find me on really anything out there. Other projects I have going on, not too much, except for the stuff I have here on the D&D Vibe Tribe. You can find me on Friday Night Fights as well as the Umbral Talon. And you can find me on the Academy where, for a change of pace, I am your Game Master for that, which has been a lot of fun so far, and I can't wait to keep going. But here, for Furusato, I am playing Kaito Shiba. Hello, it's Amador, your friendly neighborhood normal guy. I don't do much other than play one more podcast in this lovely production. I play our lovely ankle-biting goblin Corvus in Call of the Deep. But other than that, I'm just a normal dude that likes to play tabletop games. And in today's game, I am actually playing our lovely clan member, clan member Kaiju. I have little sleep since coming home from work, uh, just because I missed last recording for Hekna uh, due to daylight saving. Um, a very big uh, fuck you to who was one of the founding fathers, probably. Who cares? Ben Franklin. Uh, they're dead. Oh, that's the bitch, right? Yeah. A Swedish professional. I am currently looking into getting into motion capture. I am playing our resident group uncle, Kodo Ikigai. The, I think, the most highborn of anyone in this group, unless someone else is sitting on royal blood currently. Yeah, I'll probably hang around and talk incessantly about theater and dumb shit like that. Catch me on TikTok and Twitter at MickeyMurbult or Murbult. If you don't know how to do umlauts, just O's are fine. Thank you. Hello, hello everyone. It's me again. 
Now you probably recognize my voice because I'm in every single podcast except for one Let's Play podcast session. Specify. Not but, yet, uh, at least. <laughs> not yet. Keyword yet. But uh, you can follow me on TikTok at MG Preacher. And you can also find me on Instagram at MG Preacher Mark 2. And I am playing Yakakaina Nokaze of the Koto, or excuse me, Uma family of the Lion Clan. clan. Good lord, I cannot speak to them. <laughs> and yeah, let's see what we can get into. See, the fact that you were able to pronounce your character's name is still the greatest thing, so we'll call that a success. But unfortunately, we are down one player tonight. Will, aka Halfling Wizard on the TikTok and the social medias, who plays our lovely young Mio, is unfortunately not here tonight. Make sure you go to his social medias to show him some love. Also, I'm going to do a shameless plug here. He also has his own dice making company. So make sure to check out Death Drop Dice. There's some awesome dice. And currently he is doing some special for charity. So go make sure and take a look. We got to support the homies here at the Vibe Tribe. Support your homies. Speaking of supporting the homies, with all the introductions out of the way, let's see what our teenage homies got into last time with a bit of a recap. So, last time on Furosato, after pouring some tea, Ghost Chad Satsume asked young Mio to go wake up the rest of his friends along with Himiko and have them join them in the garden. Here, Gozadaddy Satsume asked them to befriend Hitoshi and make sure he does well in the Topaz Championship. After agreeing to do so, Ghost just vanishes and the gang frig off back to bed. Mio and some of the others sleep in Hitoshi's room to keep him safe while he sleeps. In the morning, Hitoshi thanks Mio for the act of kindness and the rest of the squad head to get breakfast. Upon entering, it's like high school with all the clan sitting in their respective cliques. Hitoshi tries to be a loner and follow tradition, but our fam has none of it and has Hitoshi sit with them. This upheavals the fragile balance of the hierarchy, and some punks from the lion come and try to mess with the squad. Good old crab boy Daidoro responds by pouring miso soup all over them before a food fight can break out. The bruised ego of our miso soup teenagers slink off and warn that they will pay for their indiscretion. Some of the other clans approve or disapprove of this act. Hitoshi thanked the gang for wanting to associate with him, and then they all get ready for the first day of the Topaz Championship. The fam arrive to a large garden where they find the day's one event is Sumai, which is a form of martial arts where, like Judo, the goal is to take down your opponent to the ground. The squad are able to take their opponent down to the ground and everyone does amazing and wins their round and pass the test. Almost everyone, at least. Yaka is the only one to fail and is thrown to the ground when he faces off with a Scorpion Clan member. And if that wasn't bad enough, to add insult to injury, Yaka's dad is there and he leaves the garden disappointed that his son is off to a rough start. So we have some daddy issues here, y'all. Before anyone has time to work out said daddy issues, a female Crane Clan samurai comes in and blindfolds the squad and leads them to their next test. Ugh. I love the style of notes I took, so this is going to be the norm now. We're just going to be total high school chat when we do a recap. Great. 
But speaking of which, before we head back to our young fletchlings, we're going to begin this episode with Ikigai. So Ikigai, you're currently sitting in your office, a table, wherever you get your work done when visiting the city. And before it, you sense a very familiar presence just slinking their way from the window into the room. And of course, you don't have to do anything because the aura that you are feeling is belongs to none other than your... Have we established if it's acquaintance, friend, our scorpion lady friend here? <laughs> I think they're co-workers, technically, because they both work for Plural. Okay. So, your scorpion... Matter. Yeah. So your scorpion co-worker just slinks in. What you doing? Trying to work, but your heavy footfall is distracting. I felt like you could use a little bit of company for a little bit. Take a break, why don't you? Is that how the Shasuro deals with their problems? Taking breaks? It's helped me a ton, sir. Can't complain. I'm guessing that you have another task for me. Less of a task and a bit of an update. <laughs> and let's hear it. So I tried to find out as much as I could about any of the other competitors in the Topaz Championship. And lo and behold, it was basically as boring as I thought it would be. These are just kids trying to become samurai. So there's nothing out of the ordinary. But I still get the sneaking suspicion that there's something bigger at play, but I need more time to figure out what that is. You know what they say. The more breaks you take, the less time you have. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, I'm going to dig up more information to see what I can find. Oh, but I should let you know, though, your nephew and his friends, they're doing pretty all right for themselves so far. I thought I'd let you know, too. They seem to have befriended a mantis samurai, which is very interesting to D, to see, at least. Mantis usually are. Tell me when they uh, start befriending the monkey clan. I'll introduce them. I don't think your nephew and his friends are ready for that quite yet, though, to be honest, it would be a spectacle. <laughs> it would be. What's so <sighs> interesting about this mantis? I don't know. Something about his background and his lineage is throwing me off a little bit. Because this kid is like a ghost. I can't seem to trace his origins outside of your general information he has a mom dad i can't find any information off so i think there's something there but i need to investigate more to pinpoint exactly what kind of blood runs through this kid's veins you can only assume but you know what they say that it makes an ass out of you and me you said it not me but anyways that is my update for you. I will look for more information. Is there anything specific you want me to look for your own personal m affairs? Not yet. Okay. I'll, if you ever ch I'll change it. Most certainly. And without a second thought, she pops back out the window and 
as quick as she was here, she is now gone. <laughs> and stop stomping around. Never. Neighbors. You just hear her, like, yelling, never. That's not mm. very covert. Oh, my goodness. So I'm assuming you go back to handling your business. <laughs> yeah, I'm burning the midnight oil or something. Or the midday oil, depending on if I have op- if he has opened the blinds. Alright, so Ikigai, you could continue to do that. And as you are continuing to work, we are going to cut back to the Dueling Academy, where we find our young fledglings consoling their friend, Yaka, as being one of the only ones to not pass the Sumai test. <laughs> Jodai reaches into the sleeve of his kimono and produces a pocket onigiri and looks at and looks at Iro. He looks at Iro with that that look of, I'm sorry, buddy. So sorry. And slowly just hands him the pocket onigiri. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Uh-huh. Are we picking... I should have asked this before, but I have, I'm a little airheaded right now. We're starting from the first day and doing Sumai. So this is towards the end of Sumai. So all of you guys have passed Sumai except for Yaka. Yaka is the only one who did not yeah. pass this test. Okay. Just making mm-hmm. sure. But in doing so, I'm going to take it and be like, sorry for what? And I just kind of slip it into my mouth. Ah, <laughs> This is. I'm. I'll. Kaito kind of puts his shoulder around Yaka and just says, Hey, we. It's just one test out of how many more? Actually, how many more? So, there's three days worth of competition. On day Mm -hmm. one, there is a total of five competitions and you guys have just completed one of them so there's four left on the first day okay so i tell him hey listen it's four more today and we still have two more days here this is gonna seem like a drop in the bucket by the end of this all don't worry about it buddy yeah yeah i I know what you mean but still though it's it hurts the the first test is the one that i fail in I know what you're saying, but it's still a little aggravating. Totally. I think more of my pride that's hurt than my body. I, sh- I should tell you the time when Aiko was first training us, when she wanted to give me a test. I failed that first test when she did it to me. And yeah, I felt hard, heartbroken that I didn't feel like I was ready. But we kept on training. We kept on working towards it. And she continued to allow me to explore all the other sides that I could do well. Yeah. And now look, I'm gotten a lot better. This isn't, trust me, this isn't going to be the first time you fail. And I know the first failure is going to, is setting this off as a not so great beginning. But everything is going to work out by the end of this. And you are going to be one of the greatest competitors here. I feel it. My heart. As you guys are all consoling your friend, once again, a very 
I want to say tall female crane kind of walks over to the group. <laughs> says, it is as your young friend says, my young fledgling. This is just one test of many that you will be completing today. As well as over the next couple of days, I should say. If you lose heart here, you might as well just leave and give up. But if you truly believe in your abilities, as your friends do, I think that's reason enough to be able to continue on. And to not only show them, but to show yourself that you are worthy of completing your Genpuku. But with that out of the way, you boys and young lady are the first group that I want to see for this next competition. So if you wouldn't mind, would you please put these on as she hands all of you very basic but very still very nice silk headbands. I need you to put these over your eyes and I will lead you to the site of your next test. Don't worry, I promise to keep you safe. K Kaito is gonna grab... It's weird, like, he gave this whole magnificent speech, and as he goes to to grab, take one of the uh, blindfolds, you could see his hand shaking. That he, He's not that keen on, the, on having his senses instructed. So, he knows he needs to do this, but he's not gonna enjoy it at all. So, I'm just gonna put my hand on his shoulder. I'm just gonna pat his shoulder. And I nod back like, we're in this together. And with that, I go ahead and tie my blindfold on. Same. I'll do the same thing. Shodai puts the his blindfold on and then he just stands there with his hands on his hips and like in a superhero pose. And it's like, it's all right. It's all right, friends. I'll lead the way. Where are we going? Oh so my goodness. Way, walks into a wall. Oh my goodness. So as you say this, Shodai, you're just excitedly looking around and then you feel a soft, very moisturized hand just take yours and you just hear the same female crane's voice and says, don't worry, I'll make sure to lead you along. You have nothing to fear, young one. Just hold on tight and never let go. Very moist. God damn it. There we go. That's oh the name God. of the episode title. Very moist. <laughs> Very moist. Welcome to our ASMR channel. <laughs> Chris is done. He's done. <laughs> okay, I promise it's not Chris. I'm sorry. Not really, but... I don't do ASMR. We'll just personally... Good to know, because I'm a... <laughs> Good to know. Writing it down for torture later. <laughs> You're going to hate the next couple of challenges then. <laughs> no, so... As this crane leads you, Shodai, and before she takes you, she helps link up your group, one hand on the shoulder in front, and because gingerly walks you all. You guys aren't walking for too long, it's only about a couple minutes or so, before all of you stop, and the crane member turns to you all. Now, just be a Good f little fledglings, and just wait here. Each of you will can be completing your next test, but it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one instead of a 
big group effort, so just be patient. But I promise, each of you will get your turn. And Shodai, since you are at the front of this line, she takes you by the hand and just leads you in. You hear the sound of the tatami door open a little bit, and then immediately you hear them close behind you. You walk a little bit further, and as you're walking, you can hear the echoing of your footsteps along with hers echo a little bit in what seems to be a very open space by the sound of how you're able to hear the echo until you are stopped and without hesitation the crane clan member says all right young one go ahead and take your blindfold off shodai removes the blindfold okay so shodai as you take off the blindfold you after adjusting to your sight being blinded for a little bit once your vision comes back into play that you find yourself in this small gallery of sorts in the dojo but more interestingly in front of you you see the female crane member as well as five different little stations that all have five different design of what looks to be heraldry pieces. So, for those of you who don't know, heraldry, if I'm pronouncing it right, yes, heraldry is basically the discipline when it comes to design the display and kind of study. In some cases, like armorial bearings, as well as related to disciplines of studying of ceremony, rank, and pedigree. So, family crests and things like that, so... That's essentially what heraldry boils down to, but in this case, this is referring to all the different clans and things like that. So, as you're taking a look at these five different pieces, the female crane, she says to you, Shodai, Consider this, young fledgling, that the design of each heraldic emblem contains clues as to its origins and can only be unlocked with careful study. That is your test for this round. You are to identify these pieces, give me their historical origin, and any other information you can think of. You will be awarded points for your answers. Just be remember, rem try to own into the history lessons, if any, were given to you, and you will do fine here. So let us begin. So, Shodai, and actually, the rest of you young fledglings, because we're going to do this all at once. You guys are going to roll me a culture check for this one. Now, you get to, once again, you can first determine which of the five elemental rings you want to use for this. But you will be using a the culture skill for this specific check. So remember... If you have any ranks in culture, you may add that many white die to it. Otherwise, you just roll whatever ring, that sh elemental ring you're going to be using for this check. So, show guys. Oh, go ahead. Do we have to use a different ring than we did in the Shumai? See, with the elemental ring, you may choose to pick any element. Remember, each element represents 
a different approach for you. So mm-hmm. you get to choose with it. I will say that with, I can't give it to you, but certain elemental rings work best for certain type of clan members when it comes to this test. So if you're able to figure out what ring most of these proctors would appreciate, that will lower the target number. But you ultimately get to choose how you want to approach this. The only thing that you are not allowed to change is the skill itself. But Mm -hmm. other than that, you choose the elemental approach and that elemental approach will help you with this culture check, if that makes sense. Yep. Thank you. So let us go around and figure out, Shodai, how'd you do? So I was going to use my air ring and Shodai was going to sit and analyze each of the five heraldries. Very looking very astute. He would take his hands and he would put them together and he would pull his fingers so he had two to only two fingers pointing up and then he would bring them up to his lips and be like to really look like he was given a good analytical thought to it. I roll a success, two opportunities and a strife. Okay. So as previously mentioned, opportunities and strife will come into play a little bit later in this kind of first arc. But with that success, you have passed the heraldry test. So that is so Shodai has passed my young Eva over here. How did you fare? So explain your approach and then tell me what which how you did. So as I'm looking at each piece, my eyes are simply just flowing around the design to help bring memories about it. And just you could see him feel and talking with a flow from one I from one thought to another and I uh, partially talking to himself and then also giving like final answers on each of these items. He used his water ring and he got a success and a success with strife. Okay, so two successes with those in mind. You have also passed the heraldry test. Okay. Daibiro, same question. Explain your approach and then give me your ring and how you did. So, coming from the crab, we're not very... A lot of us are too fond of culture. Not too fond of that at all. We're a little bit more robust, utilitarian, if you will. But with that in mind, Dadero, like, enters the room and tries his best to cut cohere to to how you would present yourself in front of a proctor proctor. And looks at the heraldries and just really takes it in and just starts theorizing because the approach I'm taking is the ring I'm taking is fire so he's doing a lot of theorizing he's making a lot of educated guesses and he's kind of speaking in and just like whatever he can remember he plays with those ideas and theorizes and elaborates on that and again I chose the ring of fire and how I did was I got a success an explosive success with strife and a and an opportunity with strife. Okay. Damn, with that explosive success, that definitely alone is good. But then with this regular success on top, so Daidoro, you have also passed the heraldry test. Okay. Last but certainly not least, Yaka, 
So, go ahead and explain your approach for this test. Then just give me the elemental ring you're using and how you did. Okay, so as I'm looking at these, lack of better terms, these crests, I stand very firm to give the presence that I am confident in my answers. So with that, I'm going to be using the earth ring. And I rolled an explosive success. Wait. Yeah, explosive success with strife. But you said we're strife and all that is coming in a little bit late. Okay, so anyways, I got the explosive with, with strife. And on top of that, I've also got a success. Very nice. I'm happy. So, yes, you are. I and needed that pep talk from my friend. Exactly. <laughs> so, you're just remembering the word from your friend. And, yeah. Yaka, you are able to eloquently be able to give the historical origin and significance to each of the five heraldry pieces set in front of you. So therefore, as a result, you have also passed the heraldry test. And what's amazing about that is I have absolutely no skill in culture, so I just had the two for the earth ring. I'm telling you, man. If the dice gods like you, the elemental rings is something that you really only need, but having those extra die definitely helps. But yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so one after the other, you guys all come out and you share your success and just celebrate each of the revelry. So in addition, Mio and Himiko are also able to pass However, as you guys await for your final friend, Hitoshi comes out from his go, and as he looks at the group, <laughs> as you guys look at him with bated breath, he kind of starts shaking his head no, and says, just wasn't in the cards for this one, unfortunate. I'm not too good when it comes to heraldry. I barely remember what happened yesterday. So, any historical importance, it's not my strong suit. Jodai will go over to him and, again, he reaches into the sleeve of his kimono and slowly pulls out some pocket onigiri. It's just like, it's alright, buddy. Don't don't forget what, don't forget what Doji-sama said. We just, we don't need to pass everything. We just have to hit the benchmarks. That's the goal. It's the benchmark. Itoshi can a nonce in agreement says I agree we still got a couple more things to do today so I can't do that bad can I we got you buddy behind you 100% I appreciate it thank you okay so as you guys finish within your little group you see the female crane lead the next group inside and as you make your self-scarce and step to the side a little bit you guys are met a very thin kind of male figure he's kind of dressed in the typical garb of a house servant very gauntly in terms of skin like his eyes are a little bit sunken in looks like he hasn't slept a lot <laughs> very bare boned like his skin and his eyes are all sunken in. And he just looks at you, guys. Congratulations to those of you who 
past your heraldry exam. Excuse me. I haven't gotten a lot of sleep, but it is what it is. If you will follow me, I will take you to the site of your next test. Though, if you wish, I can wait. You're probably going to want to change into something a little more comfortable for this next one. Jodai kind of looks down at his outfit, which in unicorn fashion is like our everything outfit. And is kind of like, I'm, I'm good, thank you. If any of you wish to, we can wait. The next event will be athletic, so if you think you're good to go, then I will lead you. But if you need some time to change, that is also fine with me too. As he just, just rubs his eyeballs in his garb with the sleeve way too long for him. I I think Kaito is going to take this opportunity to change into something more athletic that will help him move around a lot better. Okay. So, anyone else want to change or they good with what they got? I'm good. I'm going to be doing little stretches when I hear athletics. With my okay. It's pretty practical, so I think I'm good. Okay. So, after Kaito goes and change and comes back, your guide is a better, less of a better term for it. He leads you guys to the, actually outside, he leads you outside of the actual dueling academy itself. And you guys begin walking up, passing through some hills and going up a little bit in elevation until you reach the edge of what looks to be a forest. So, as you guys make your way closer and closer to the forest, all of you, well, seeing your proctor is probably the second thing that happens as uh, you hear him. And it's odd to hear someone with such a loud and gravelly voice, especially for someone who is dressed up in a Crane Clan garb, given how most of them want to be elegant and demure. But this dude sounds like he has a couple rocks stuck in his throat. <laughs> so as you guys approach your proctor, he's seems to be a little bit on an impatient kind of mood in a little bit. But as soon as he sees you approach him, like full on shifts gears and goes all performative. And he's like, I see that my first group has arrived for this next test. Welcome, young fledglings. I am Kakita Nayomori, and I will be the proctor for your athletics exam. As he looks at you, I expected a little more, but eh, first group of the day, so we'll see what happens. And after that little scathing comment, he looks at you, looks at the forest, and tells you guys, As in life, the best way to overcome obstacles that is assigned to your fate is by being flexible and enough to adapt to them. So that is what you're going to be doing for this test. You will begin here, and on my go, you guys will make your way through the obstacle course in the forest. You're going to need to be on your guard and keep a wit about you, as you're going to have to go over the stream, go through a mud pit, and then we have a small little surprise for you towards the end, so I hope you're flexible and ready enough 
So you will be given a couple minutes to prepare. But once you are all ready, I will give you guys the countdown and you may begin traversing through the forest. So, if anybody wants to do anything like prepare, stretch, narratively do something real quick, you guys have the moment. And if not, then we will go for the jugular, so to speak, and see how everyone does. So, does anyone want to do anything real quick? I love this. Okay, so we're going to... So really quickly, Shodai, you wanted to do something. And then Kaito, you also. So we'll go with Shodai first, and then we'll go to Kaito. So Shodai, what is it that you are doing? All right, so while everyone else is stretching and getting ready, Shodai is just going to sit there, uh, stand there. He's going to blink a moment. And then he's going to kind of like shuffle over to a side where it's close to, uh, close to some walls. Can you describe the beginning area? So, you guys are on the edge of the forest, so this is, the best way to describe it is like when you go to any national forest and you're kind of on the precipice of it before you start entering it. You are standing in the middle of an open field, but in front of you, you see the dense forest laid ahead. Now, while there isn't necessarily a body of water close to you, you do notice that there's a couple of dew drops across the grass, as it typically does, it's still mid-morning, so it hasn't fully evaporated yet. But there's a couple of dewdrops in the grass, and then like the bushes of the entering foliage of the forest, there's also a little bit there as well. It's a little bit of precipitation. Oh, Shodai would like to move as close as he can to um, an area that has the most like the most dew on it, um, the most amount of water. And he's going to get down on his knees and he's going to put his hands together and then he's going to start rubbing them. And he's going to go, and he's going to go, hey, water spirit, water spirit, water spirit, water spirit, water spirit, water spirit. And he's going to use the ritual commune with spirits. Um, I need to make a TN1 theology check. And I do have plus one in theology. And I'm using my water ring. And I have one, two. Two successes and an explosive success. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see if, if a little water spirit pops up. As I, <laughs> hey, water spirit, water spirit, water spirit. So as you are praying this, I, at first, you don't really see anything happen. And so... At first, you think, I guess no one answered my call. Until you feel, as you put your hands down to, on the grass, getting ready to get yourself back up, you feel something from the ground start tugging at one of your fingers. <laughs> and right. as you look, and as you look down, you see this tiny little water spirit. So, its body is mostly aqueous, so it is made of water. And for its face, I don't want to say it basically looks like what happens when you stick chocolate chips on the eyes of something. So it's just like those dark kind of things. And then its mouth is a little more defined so you can see its mouth. But it looks like this tiny little water spirit as it's just tugging at your finger. And as you look down and you give it its attention, it just with its tiny little hand just waves at you. <laughs> So Shodai is t 
totally gonna get down on not only all fours, but he's gonna get down to try to get himself on the little water spirits level, but his butt's still gonna be up in the air, so it's gonna be kinda like that anime thing where his butt's gonna be up in the air and be like, and uh, he's gonna be like, hey little spirit, thank you for answering me, my, my prayer. I actually, I was wondering, I need to make it through here safely, and I was just wondering if you could kind of direct me in the best way possible that I won't, that I won't hurt myself possible that's okay gal non-binary pal look at that we're all inclusive here so after that impressive display of begging <laughs> the little water spirit just takes his little hand gives you a little salute and just then immediately starts climbing up your arm and then finds a nice little position on your shoulder and just, you just hear it. it's communicating, but it's not with actual words. It's just with sound effects. So it points its little hand forward and you just hear it mumble. So should I will, will hop up and he will hit a heroic pose. And just like his, he will totally mimic what the water elemental is doing and just be like, Dip. and that is should I getting ready. Okay. To, everyone, to, to all onlookers, it totally looks like he's just lost. He's lost it. <laughs> He's lost in the sauce. He's just gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Kaito, you said you wanted to get ready. So what would you like to do to get ready? So Kaito, knowing that it's athletics, he's as soon as they reach the area, he's probably already starting to do some like stretching. And once he's allowed to break to do some more, he gets more in depth. But a little bit before it's time to to start up, he finds a good patch of dirt and grass, preferably up against a tree, and he sits there and begins to meditate. His purpose of this meditation is essentially asking for asking for guidance, asking for protection, and asking for calmness which is a lot of the things that he knows he needs when doing something like this. So he just, he's repeating a mantra to himself to help prepare himself uh, and taking in the feelings of the earth as he's, as he's meditating, uh, not necessarily reaching out too much, but if that happens, it happens. Okay. So you're kind of zenning out a little bit. Yeah. Just zenning out, trying to make sure that everything is making sure that he's, best prepared mentally for this. Okay. That is very beautiful and I'll enjoy it. <laughs> okay. So with that out of the way, you guys are good to go. Cool. Okay. So with all your preparations made and kind of getting into the zone of it, your proctor just lines you all up. And as you look down the line, you just see all of your friends does not at each other himiko and mio included along with hitoshi in that endeavor and uh, your proctor lifts up his arm on my mark and in that kind of like suspenseful moment just looks at the group begin as he drops his arm so here is what i need you guys to do 
So for this athletics check, you guys are going to give me a fitness check with this. So once again, you have to use the fitness skill, but you may choose your elemental approach. I'm so excited to see how this is going to turn out. So as my players are rolling for their stuff, just to give a little insight. So remember, this obstacle course is divided into three parts. The first part is to run over logs across the river. The second part is to traverse and try not to fall first into the mud pit. And then you'll find out what the surprise is towards the end. We're just going to go in order with the little water spirit. How did you do? I, I knew this was going to happen. I rolled oh, no. too well last time. I got, uh, I got nothing. What do you, wait, okay. I got, I have two opportunity and two strife. And that's it. Oh no. What elemental approach did you use? Water. Oh, dear. Oh, so I. My poor baby. Okay, so I'm going to let you narrate how this happens. So out from DM to player. So you can either you can narrate how you fail the log run, you, how you fail the mud pit or how you fail traversing the walls, <laughs> which is that last part. But, all right. Or who knows? You could fail all three, but you get to decide and narrate it. I know exactly how this is going to go down. So Shodai goes off and he's listening to his little buddy Ed, and he's traversing through and he's uh, very water like shifting with the obstacles until they get. So can you describe what the mud obstacle, how that looks? Sure. So as you're approaching this mud obstacle, you see that kind of manufactured in a little bit is just a open kind of like ground area. And obviously it's manufactured where there have been signs of just various like constant with putting water, mixing up the ground, water mixing up to make it all muddy and things like that. So this ginormous mud pit is covering the ground and in front of you, you just see attached to some of the nearby trees is just ropes and then small little platforms with it. So as you are heading towards this pit, the goal is to try to get enough momentum, jump off the platform, catch the rope and swing across to the other side using forward momentum. Oh, I cannot wait to see what happens with this, but continue. <laughs> so Shodai comes out, right? And and he's coming towards the, the mud obstacle. And there's the rope dangling there. And all he's got to do is just jump and grab it and get. And he's home free. And his little, little water elemental guy. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. But without any words. So it's just body, just like little water, like shaking in, in triumph. And. As soon as Shodai sees the mud, he just, his mind just whoosh, cuts back to when he was a kid with his little sister and how when he was out on the open plains with the unicorn clan, like there was, there was a period of, of heavy rainstorms, right? So the plains, much like, like the steppes of Mongolia are very dry, except for a certain season. And in that season, it, you get these huge rains 
and like the entire like areas that were just arid and dry just turn into like rivers and like and mud pools and as a fun activity his family would go to these mud pools and they would go and they would play in the mud pools because it was the it was the plains it was the steps it was hot and it was arid now it's you know, there's nice cool mud and the mud is very good for the skin too you know so Shodai just he all of a sudden just puts the brakes on and little water elemental that's on his shoulder just kind of like blinks in water elemental and kind of looks at Shodai and gives this like the fuck are you doing and Shodai just like and like a little kid on Christmas jumps in the mud pool and just and just starts playing in the mud pool. You are an anime character. <laughs> Listen, remember how we were talking about off screen that if we ever wanted to make this an animated series? Now I need a, at least some fan art of this moment, please. So for those of you listening, if you want to give us your interpretation of this moment and then post it on our social medias and tag us in it, please. But yeah, oh my god. <laughs> How does Shodai like dive into it? What's his form? Is he doing like? Yes, I need to know now. So he then his body and thematically like time slows down and other participants are like rushing past him. But like thematically, his whole body just turns straight towards the mud pit. And he does that whole chariots. Oh, what the heck was the movie? Chariots of Fire. Where he just like right and like big strides and his hands are just like yes and then when he gets to the edge he just he just jumps it's just like and just i don't want to say belly flop but just like sploosh into the mud pit and just like his head it's almost as if like he sinks down in the mud pit for a minute and like people like someone might even look and be like Oh, is that guy drowning? But after a moment, just his like head like peeks out, just like up to his nose, and he's just, and then he starts blowing bubbles, and then he like just slowly sinks back down in the mud. Oh my gosh! Okay, so just as a disclaimer here, I don't play favorites with my players, but I think we can all agree if anything happens to Shodai, we all riot. <laughs> Protect this boy at all costs! Damn it! Hashtag save Shodai 2022. <laughs> oh man. All right. Someone's picking a fight with Shodai. The rest of the group. Three <laughs> like, nah, three. bro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Adolfo, you are great. This is amazing. I love you for it. Okay. So, going from that moment. So, Kaito, uh, how'd you do? I got three successes and two strife. Uh, Shit. I was using my Earth Ring. And I had a point in fitness. And I got one blank. <laughs> hey, but you know what? You, with those three successes, you definitely pass. <laughs> so I'll say with Kaito being so, after that meditation and being so one with the earth, as he's going over the river, he can, his, it's like his feet are almost magnetized to each wooden or tree stump or whatever they were as he's running. He never slips up as he's running through. When he gets to the mud pit, I'm gonna say that he... Hear me out. I'm gonna say that he gets there before Shedai and is making his way across and then suddenly he hears the splash behind him and even feels some of the mud touch him 
and he looks over and sees him just like swimming in it, enjoying it, and poking in his head out. And I'm, and Kaito just goes, "I need to paint that later." And continues on to the course to that last mystery portion. Yeah, when you get to that mystery portion, it's just the wall is not that big. It's probably standing at a good eh, five or six feet, but that there's it's basically like an inverted rock wall. So it goes straight up to halfway point, but then it starts to like concave out where when you climb it, you're like climbing out towards it before heading straight back up and over it. Uh, so it, it is, like, almost like a rock wall, though. It's mm-hmm. not smooth. All right, so Kaito runs up to it, stops at the front front of it, and grabs wherever he can hit, touch from the, um, the height, and begins climbing up to the top of it using just his arms. His feet never touch the rock wall, and finally grabs the edge and pulls himself up and does, like, a front flip onto either on top of it or over it or however it is that is awesome <laughs> but yes my friend you passed so daidoro how did you do my friend so using my ring of fire i have three ring dice and i have a point in i have a point in fitness so i got to use a skill dice so i hope i did pretty well i got i rolled a six on my d6 so it's an explosive with strife and then uh an success with strife on my d12 or the skill dice rather and i rolled two blinks i had a damn heart attack when i saw that seven thought it was a one (laughs) my brain had to remember what a seven looked like so yeah that's what i got i'm sure i passed i hope i passed yeah you succeeded (laughs) okay okay so with that in mind with passing either would use that fire in his gut and just Full sprint, just running, gunning down, doesn't even look at anybody, gets to the mud pit. And one more time, how did you how do you tra- traverse the mud pit? Is it like a like the game pitfall where you have to swing across it on a rope? Essentially, yes. So Daido would be just behind Shodai, and he would have gone for his rope, but by the time he's got to his rope and he's holding on, he's about to jump to the other side. He watches Shodai turn around and just go for it and just have that splash and it just comes up and Dadolo kind of pulls himself up a little bit, trying not to get the kiss as you will. <laughs> and then swings across, just like watching him while he alligator peeks with his little head before he like turns around and has to run back run up the rock wall. More impressed that, uh, what was it? Right, so. It's just two arming it and just all core. Just like, wow, show off a little bit, but go off, drop this king and falls right behind him. Just doing his little thing. This is this has become such a great thing. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so then last certainly not least, Yaka. Oh, my butt, my friend. How did you do? Okay, you're not going to believe this, but I rolled technically two explosive successes with strife uh, an explosive success and a success uh, holy shit dude i'm not even joking hang on here hold up i don't know if For- you guys can see that all that well but holy crap dude <laughs> So for this those is of like, you, 
This, this is like proving you have a you rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. For the audio listeners, Josh turned on his camera and showed us that he did get all those rolls. Holy crap, dude! A so I don't explosive. even. Jeez, Louise. That oh, yeah. Imagine <laughs> I rolled using my water ring because going through an obstacle course. Yeah, it requires a lot of strength, but you also need to be really fluid in your movements. Otherwise, you're liable to just get tripped up and just fall on your face. I've done that IRL many times. Oh my god, that is amazing. Okay, so just so go for it. Na- narrate this for me. You, Mikey. That is why I messaged you. Dude, You definitely that is a definite success. So go ahead and narrate how you succeed in this test. So... When our proctor tells us to go, I don't immediately take off. I wait for my friends to get ahead of me first. Because Yaka, being the way he is, he wants to make sure the people that he considers his comrades, his friends, he wants to make sure they get in and out of an area safely. So with our crew going first, he wants to make sure everybody's getting through. So when we get to the mud pit... When I find out, I find out that one of my boys just goes, as I'm leaping and I'm swinging from this from this rope, as he's alligator, I grab him by the hair and pull him to the other side. It's going to be the total anime scene where when Shodai gets, his hair gets pulled up and he gets swung out of the mud. His, he's just going to be like, ah, why are you pulling my hair? And it's like, all he's just like the, the cloud and his arms are just like, you know, sticking out of the cloud. I do not deserve all of you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm just going to say, fuck it. That's what happens because you rolled so well. I can't not reward that. That's so, oh my God. I love it so much. But yeah, so I in the process. head up just up to his nose and all of a sudden. Oh my goodness. But yeah. Oh my God. That is amazing. So yeah, so. As each of you individually start to finish the athletics test, Kaito, Daidoro, and Yaka, you guys come over the wall, fairly a little bit drenched in sweat, but for the most part, you're still in one piece. As you look behind you, you see that Mio and Himiko have also come unscathed. But then you turn to look up and you just see a very muddied, Shodai just coming over the wall, just landing on the ground, and he's still fully covered in mud. Is you just hear that as he lands onto the ground? But even though he did not pass the test, you can still see a large smile appearing underneath the caked-on mud mat, like facial mask he's got going on. His hair is all kinds of messed up now. You just see that this thumbs up just pop up from Shodai just, and just like from this mass of mud thanks Daidoro and his little and the little water elemental that's been helping Shodai is just gonna be like standing next to his standing next to Shodai's head with its with its hands on its presumable waist just like slow slowly shaking its head like mm, that ain't right that? oh my goodness <laughs> I just shout back that wasn't Daidoro. That was me. Sorry! <laughs> Hardly here with all that mud in your ears, isn't it? What? I got mud in my ear! 
I just turn to the rest of the party and just with a quiet, calm tone, my point exactly. Uh, it looks refreshing. It, at least he chose to jump into the pool. At least he didn't like, fail. He, he, it looked pretty refreshing. He failed voluntarily. And yes, look at him. He had a blast. I'm proud of him, honestly. I'm proud. I'm proud that you, I'm proud that you're all freshened up, buddy. Oh my goodness. He's probably Thank you. Oh, I actually heard. I'm actually surprised. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. So Kaito just is watching this and is having a little chuckle. He just enjoys seeing the happiness amongst everybody. I am face palming while chuckling silently. <laughs> so as Shodai rejoins the group, still muddied in awe, you see Hitoshi just come up standing next to Shodai, looking as equally muddied and messy. Looks at him and says, Seems I wasn't the only one. So at least there's that. Wasn't it refreshing? It was so good. I have played in better mud. I'm not going to lie, but that mud, top, top four mud, whoever made that pool, they knew what they were doing. To which the water elemental is still like on Shodai's shoulders. Just again, it's just uh, cross arm, slowly shaking its head and just be like, not right. The water elemental also face palming. Oh my I goodness. Oh my goodness. I love it. Yeah. So with that out of the way, you guys rejoin your group. They make you guys get, quote unquote, not hosed off, but there's several different tubs of water. So they make our muddied friends clean themselves off a little bit before getting back into more fresher clothes that were given to them. So nice kimono robes, just very plain, but serviceable and comfortable until they could change into something else. And then... At this point, one of the house servants from the distance at the top of their lungs begins yelling. It is now time for lunch. We will take a short break from the championship and make sure you guys get your fill. And then we will continue with day one of the Topaz championship. So you guys make your way from the field and you head to the basically cafeteria and you line up to be fed and that is where we're gonna conclude this episode for today oh my god you guys this was this was amazing i loved it it was great you I guys wanted in a game that does not use the v20 holy shit dude that is amazing but you guys bring so much life to these characters and just the way that you narrate everything this is literally a slice of life tabletop rpg now there's this is what it is now and you guys have made it that way. But for those of you who stuck around to listen to this whole episode, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Furosato, a Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. When we come back next episode, what kind of lunchtime shenanigans will our crew get in and how will they fare in the last two challenges for day one of the Topaz Championship? My friends, you're going to have to come back next episode to find out. So as always, from me and my amazing cast here at the Divide Tribe Productions, remember everyone, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. See you next episode. 